First bit of news. We got them dogs. Jabo, Montero, the dynamic duo, dogs. The wingers, Benji, Cade, Shea, Espinoza, dogs. Then we got the midfield. We got Yule, we got Skane, we got Ramady, Bregush, dogs. We have the back line. We got Marie, we got Lopez, we got Beeson, we got Nothin, dogs. Of course, we got the GOAT, Tommy Thompson, dog. And then James Thomas Marzanowski, dog, 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 dog. Absolutely great to beat your rivals whenever, and this is just such a lift to the season. But something that's not a lift of the season is seeing what happened to J-Boat, yet another snub in his career, this time for the All-Star game. I don't understand how you're one of the leading scorers for the Golden Boot, and you just aren't in the conversation. I think Montero and JT also should have been in the conversation, especially JT statistically-wise, but J-Boat for sure should have been an All-Star. So the fact that none of us were even in the mention, that is just absolutely disgraceful from the league, but it is what it is and that's how we have to deal with it. We know how it is at San Jose. However, if you haven't read this article by, and I want to make sure I get the name right, and the link will be in the description from MLSsoccer.com by Charles, and I'm going to mispronounce the last name, Boehm. Fantastic interview with J-Bo, just talking about the U.S. men's national team moving to port from Portland to here and just really everything as a whole. Fantastic read. So after this, go ahead and check that out. If you want to know more about the game-specific highlights, you can check out The Aftershock on this YouTube channel, aka Aftershock San Jose, or Instagram, Twitter, or even TikTok at AftershockSJ. But now, on to the negatives. Yeah, it was a great win, but yeah, there's still negatives in the game. Uh, the first goal, Beeson, that's really poor. If you rewatch the goal, he's starting to track the man that the original over-the-top ball went to, and then he kind of leaves it to Lopez, so maybe it was a miscommunication, but really leaves him like... Stops tracking him with about three or four yards before he's even starting to get offside and then leaves him. So it's an easy ball over the top and that really started the play. And then the next play, a couple passes, you can argue about who did what and what did when. But for that one, uh, I think Beeson needs to do a lot better. K-Cal, the, the kid could have six goals in the last two games. And I think this is, I've been advocating for Benji to start. I, I've been saying maybe over Espinosa, but now I think it should be over Cal as well. He just, he's not producing, and I think over the last six, two games, he really could have close to six goals. It's just chance after chance, and you're not going to bury every chance, but just some of the decision-making, it's it's poor, and especially if you want to go to Europe and you want to be playing on these highly rated national teams, you're going to have to start putting away some of these chances. It's not okay that we have a 3-0 lead at halftime, and I feel nervous. Like, that's just the history of the club at the moment, and it's just the history of the season that at 3-0, I'm like, yeah, we're going to find a way. Then they score the first one, I'm like, okay, then we get more pressure. They score a second one, I'm like, they would totally score in extra time or whatever. We held on to it, so I hate to be a negative Nancy, but it's not okay that one, I feel like that, and then two, this leads me to the next point, falling asleep again, a 3-0 lead, it could have been more, but you know, 3-0 lead, and then to bring it back to 3-2 is, come on guys, we've conceded the most goals in the league, and it's just disgraceful, and this leads me to my next point. JT Marcinowski, my problem's not with him. The fact that he's leading the league in saves, he's leading the league in 1v1 saves, he's leading the league <laughs> in shots attempted at him or faced, and then he's also leading the league in goals conceded. Oh, it is not okay from our team. We need to fix the defense. It's something that's been a problem all season. We've already known it. We saw it when Almeida was here. We saw it when Almeida left. It's just something that we haven't been able to fix. We're starting to gel more, but this goes on to my next point of each of the back line members. 
they just start to fall asleep. Each one of them will have one moment for the game where I feel like they just fully fall asleep, maybe multiple, the whole team especially, but the back line. So that's so frustrating. But, 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 let's, let's hold our horses. I don't think it's completely the back line's fault. If you rewatch some of the goals or some of the chances, I really blame a lot of the midfield play too because there's so many negative balls that the, the midfielders are just inside the box. Their late runners are coming in and they're not turning their heads. They're not looking around. Everyone's caught ball watching and they're not picking up these late runners and we have so many in the box. Help out the defense a little bit. It, if it's 4v, yes, it's 2, 3, whatever. Eventually those attacking players are going to get some good chances. So help out with the numbers. And then my final negative is the wingers, whether it be the fullbacks or the like attacking ones or the midfield, wherever we put them. Oh my god, we leave so much space in between us and the ball on defense. Like, they'll have the ball, and then they could just, it's pretty much a set piece at that point with the wall being a one-person wall five yards apart. We're just not stepping. I want to see more pressure, not inviting the cross in every single time. I'm a big fan of condensing in the middle. I think that's how you should play defense. But also, if you're there, step. There's a, And again, there's a time to hold, and there's a time to wait for your defense to get there. But if your defense is there, don't just allow them to cross it in, even if the defense is set up. Step to the ball, force them to go down the line, force them to go backwards, make them go a direction that isn't just crossing the ball in. But hey baby, we gotta win, so let's move on to the positives. This is a great win for Team Morale. It's always great to beat your rival, and then now especially, we're going into a game on Sunday where we're facing a struggling Houston. This is really good, especially because we're getting closer and closer to that playoff line now. We're actually closer than everyone thought. Uh, still far off, but this is a great win for the morale, great boost, and I just love the fight and the effort I saw from the team. This was crazy. This is what all the Almeida talk. I'm glad we took this game serious, and I know Almeida's not here. I'm talking about the Almeida talk of when he was here. He made the guys fight like dogs. I'm glad to see that's still in the squad, and it's. I hope it's not just for the rivalry. Yes, for the rivalry, you're going to be more amped up, and that's what I loved. I want it to be more amped up realistically saying we should be like this every single game yes we should but we all know in the rivalry it's gonna be a bit more and maybe it shouldn't but that's a whole nother point we can discuss another time but I need to see it more and I'm just I'm contradicting myself but I love seeing the fight from the team I love seeing the team effort 11 behind the ball really going for it understanding the problem of the game understanding where we at are at at the moment that's something we haven't really seen like in the Toronto game, when you're 2-0 up, understanding the scoreline and understanding that you should adjust your play for that a bit. I don't care about the whole, it's 0-0. If you got a lead and there's 10 minutes left, it's not 0-0. you got a lead. You really focus on defense. You're not making those extra runs up. You're being more conservative about them. And I saw more of that in this game. And yes, we kind of parked the bus. And yes, we got a bit lucky. But hey, that's part of the game, the luck of being able to see a game out, absorbing pressure. And yeah, for the first couple minutes, like the Toronto game, we absorbed a lot of pressure, but we did a great job of it in this game and we continue to do it and we countered early on in this game and we scored. So that is huge from the team. Beeson, I slewed him earlier uh, in the negatives, but yeah, really came back mentally, didn't let it go on and maybe he didn't think it was his fault. So maybe that helps, but he really came back and just mentally and defensively, he was really solid for the rest of the game. Obviously made some mistakes here or there. You can blame pretty much everyone, but I thought he really bounced back and it's been great to see. This is my ideal lineup. I thought Covello got the game completely right. I thought he got the subs right. I thought he got the tactics right. Maybe I tweak a few things, but I thought he got completely right. This is the lineup that needs to be starting. It's the lineup that needs to be starting on Sunday, even though Marcos, Marcos Lopez is out with yellow card accumulation, so we can make the one change there. But this is the A team, in my opinion. 
and I think it's just what we need to do going forward. I think other guys have earned minutes and they can get more substitution appearances and we'll talk about that. But as of right now, these are the starters in my mind. Great job with possession. They kept saying apparently the Earthquakes are the highest possessing or one of the highest possessing teams in the league. I don't think it's like in a Barcelona way where we're up front, we're creating all these attacks. I think it's more of like we have it with our back line and we're just trying to break the defense and we're going side to side. But what I really did like, and I have the time ran down, in the 49th minute, there was a really big high press that came towards us, and we just kept possession. We didn't hoof it up the field, and it was great passing and moving. I'd love to see more of that, especially down the middle. We have the players, and we have the ability for it. Let's try and do it some more. Obviously, not every time in the back, as we saw with uh, Remedy and Yule a few times, and we got really lucky with that in this game. And then swinging it around, not forcing something in. There was a corner... It was the one where Nothan at the very end got the ball and then he, he was on the right side and he whipped it into Jabo, but then the defender was able to kick it out for another corner. But playing a corner short, it doesn't go where you want and then getting it and then not forcing a shot or anything. Swing it around. Let's play the ball around. Let's pass and move. That's what I really like to see and we're doing more and more of it. So that's been awesome to see. Benji Kikanovic. I've been saying the boy needs to start. Two starts in a row. An assist and wins a penalty. Absolutely needs to be starting and this is why he plays direct. Gets the ball instead of just passing it or trying to look for a cross or something. He does a spin move, turns, plays direct. I'm going to keep saying that. Plays direct, wins the penalty. You could say he flops, whatever, I don't care. That's why he needs to be starting. Well done by Benji Kikanovic. Deserves to start on Sunday as well. Espinosa, someone I've been hard on this season and a little bit of last season, looked much better this game. Much better. Early on, the runs were so much smarter. Yes, everything was going over the top, but that's his strongest suit. Looking for that behind the ball pass. But this time he's positioning himself more central and he was doing it, this is the biggest part for me, when Jabo was checking so there was space in the middle. This is why he was open and able to find more. The balls just weren't connecting and the line wasn't really finding there. But the ideas and where he was doing it was so much better than when he's just doing it out wide and then he takes it out wide. And yes, it's a good outlet, but then just runs down the line. He didn't see, he didn't do that game. I didn't see it this game. Much better from Espinosa and worked like a dog. Montero's really that dude. Montero is really that dude. Oh my goodness, it cannot be understated how much he helps. And I'm a big Stu Holden fan, and he's a, he was a commentating the game. I have no idea what he was talking about when he said Montero needs to be subbed. He said late in the game, Montero can't even get on the ball. They're pressing him. This is some where you, where you need to make a sub. Sub him out. I wouldn't be shocked if I saw him getting subbed out. Absolutely not. Because later, he gets a great through ball. He's so creative. And then defensively, I know I've said it so many times, dog works runs, the creativity, the passing, the moving, the no-look pass <laughs> to Jabo. It was crazy what Montero does. This is a ball player at San Jose, and I hope he loves it here because we love having here him here. He should have been an all-star as well. Whew! Cavello, man. I know we're talking about Landon Donovan being a coach, this guy being a coach. Cavello got it spot on today. The lineup was great. The substitutions were great when we were absorbing on that pressure. He changes to a 4-4-2 that also was kind of a 4-1, or sorry, a 4-4-1-1. But then obviously we kind of saw when it divulged into the 6-3-1 or like the 5-4-1. Totally fine with that. Great idea. I loved it. Park the bus. Let's play defense. The subs were great. I was a little hesitant when I saw Grey Goosh coming on with uh, Cade, I was really afraid, or sorry, with Shea, I was afraid they were gonna sub the back line. I did not want the back line touched at all. I also kind of wanted Romay to stay in, but I understand why with the injuries, and he did look a little gassed. I, I did not want the back line touched. I, I think even though they were, you could say, struggling or dealing with it, that was a really intense game. 
And that's a game where you've really learned you're stepping and you're in a high intensity rhythm. That's not something you want to throw the back a new back line into, especially two at a time. So I love the fact that Shea and Cade got put at winger positions that got put in the mids because that's just an extra layer of defense. I thought that was brilliant. And then Gregoosh coming on for Romady. I got to give it up to Gregoosh too up next. Sneaky talent and deserves more minutes. We'll get more into that in a second. Really worked. And then I got to give it up to Jackson Yule. I thought Jackson Yule should have been subbed instead of Romady, but he stayed cool, calm, and collected under the pressure. Really let us out of some plays when he got the ball to just hoof it up the field. Really dribbled and looked for an attack. So Jackson Yule, that was great from him. Great from the captain. Way to lead by example, captain. Oh, captain, my captain. And now to Gregoosh. I don't know if he should be starting, maybe even over Yule, but whew, the man is earning minutes. He's in fantastic spots. We're still not finding him. He's sneaky fast. He's huge. Obviously, set piece delivery is great. Really to, willing to work really hard. I think he needs to make more substitution appearances and for longer times, for sure. I don't think they're like, I guess it depends on the game tactics, but if he's available, I don't see why not. Why just keep him on the bench unless we're resting and trying to do a rotation or again, the tactics. But another guy who should be getting more minutes, Jack Skane. I thought he was great, right mid, went up, really just doing next man up mentality. Was willing to put in some work, sprinting about 90% of the time he was on the field. If not, it was a jog as a recovery, a fast jog at that. Really getting up and then sprinting all the way back smart. That's so unbelievably smart. Something that's really coming into MLS game pace and is deserving more and more time. It's just a shame we have an abundance of midfielders right now. Paul Marie, 75 minutes in, that ball to Jabo cannot be understated. That was so incredible. I know it was so open, but it was, it was so good, and he's really coming into his own, especially offensively and more consistently. Paul Murray, mon ami, thank you. Merci. Merci beaucoup. Oh, God. Jabo, I don't care about the goal. Yes, I care about the goals. I don't care about the goals for this conversation. The man is a leader. He's connecting. His movement is incredible. His off-the-ball runs are incredible. His leadership is incredible. Jabo is so incredible. I hope he stays Again, I can't believe he didn't make the All-Star game. I, I, I don't care where we are ranked on the table. If anything, that should have boosted him more. You aren't watching our games, and you just aren't watching J-Bo play, or you have zero soccer IQ. I don't care about the goals. I like Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> and that, that definitely helps. Just look how the man plays and how he's connected and how much he's progressed through. The most basic soccer IQ should be able to see that. And in my final point, James... Thomas Marcinowski. Oh my God. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, not five, not even six, not seven, not eight. Dog. Oh my goodness, James Marcinowski. JT, huge saves. This is why he's on the team. This is why the haters were looked at so crazily. Yes, he's going to make some mistakes. Yes, he's not perfect. Huge game from JT. Huge, huge, Huge game from JT, humongous saves, 1v1 saves, he did it all, the two goals scored on him, bangers, certified bangers, really rewatch those and tell me he should have saved those or even, even got a fingertip of those and you are just taking the piss. And this leads me to my unsung moment of the game, really every single time Montero or JT did something. J-Bo got man of the match, that's fair, I think there were so many great players and it was again a team performance. But every time Montero touched the ball or did something, I swear it was resulting in something good. And if it didn't, he worked like a dog to get it back. JT Marcinowski, huge saves. I don't have any complaints. Really organized the line, really got the guys going. And the two goals conceded, unstoppable goals. Whew, those are my unsung moments of the match, everything they did. And that leads me to my unsung hero of the match. 
Originally, I wanted to give this to Espinoza because I thought he worked good and he was giving better, but it has to go to Cavello for me. The tactics were insane. He got it right. The tactical changes were great and the substitutions were great. So this has to go to Cavello, especially when you're having the pressure of hearing that you're losing your interim job, which I guess he, he probably wants, but he's also cool with going back to Quakes too. That's impressive, especially in a Classico. And this is a season determining game. Absolutely well done by Cavello. Let's move on to some fan questions. We got a lot today. Timbers Daily asks, is Cavello the guy for the job? Whew, this is a tough one. I think give him some more time in the league. He might understand it more if we see progressing. Yes, especially because of two things. One, if he keeps Wando, I think no matter what happens, Wando needs to stay as an assistant coach. I think his impact into the locker room and the way he can affect the Fords and help players, it's there's no, no one else on the planet that can do it like Wondolowski. And I, that's not just a biased San Jose thing. The man did it in the league for 17, 18 years. He's a proven goal scorer. He's gone to the national team. He has experience upon experience. If Landon Donovan comes in, I'd love to see him as an assistant coach. Having Landon Donovan and uh, Chris Wondolowski as your attacking coaches, we're developing unreal talent at that point. But we also have unbelievable talent right now and so many young guys i don't want to start shipping a bunch of guys off i want something that can build a squad i'm gonna say a dynasty that for five years at least with this squad that's the capability i legitimately think we have it is unbelievable what we're having yes we need to improve the defensive woes but they're so young if we give them time in the league they can build so if we have a coach that knows the system and it's really knows the culture and provides a positive culture and a culture that makes the players want to fight for them yeah yeah, let's let's give him the keys because I'm afraid that we're going to bring in a good coach, but then he's going to make players hate their life or do this or that, and it's just not going to be good, and we're really wasting a, a golden generation of talent we have right now. So he could really be the man for the job. It's a football life for me. Ask, do we really need signings after that? Yes, 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 yes. Like I was saying earlier, we don't need to ship everyone off, but we need an MLS vet at center back in my opinion we're just falling asleep we need someone who's been there we need someone to organize the defense a bit better I love Beeson I love Nothin but I think Beeson and Agron could use some experience from an MLS vet for a year or two and it could be again it could be a guy that's kind of on his last legs just for a year or two and then that propels Beeson and Agron to go forward and I think Nothin is a good number two I don't think he should be our number one center back but as a number two you really need a leadership guy and again I think Beeson's a great number two as well and it's not a diss like saying you're number two it's like it's just the the captain it's the guy who's organizing everything and then it could be the co-captain it could be whatever it's not again it's totally not a diss talented talented guys but there are just players Sergio Ramos, perfect example. He's the number one. He organizes. Look at Real Madrid's defenses over the years when he hasn't been there. I know they just won Champions League. But before that, games where he doesn't play, no organization, and he still have Rafael Varane there, world-class talent. That's what the problem is here. We need that Ramos type of guy who's unreal defender but also organizes everything. Ivan Lara then asked, is Cal getting too comfy? Guy's looking worse every game. I mean, I think he's a physical specimen and I think he's relied on that his whole youth career if I had to take a guess. And I think after a year or two being in the league, the guys kind of understood it. And especially when he's experiencing more experienced guys that know how to deal with speed and strength, he needs to adapt his game. And that miss he had, yeah, it was really bad, but I like that he was going for the touch. It looks like he's improving. 
We have to remember he's only 18 and he has a lot of room to go with. And I, it's not necessarily that I think he's looking worse every game. I think it's just, it's a lot of the same and it's getting cut out. And it just, I haven't seen a deg digression per se. I think after he made the all-star team, I think it was last year, I saw, started to see a little bit, but I think it's been steady from there. And I've seen some aspects of the game improve. But the thing is, he just has so much talent. I think we relied so much on him earlier on. It's kind of like, I called him Marcus Rashford in one of our first ever episodes. It's like that speed fast, but hits the ball as hard as he can. He needs to work on the touch, needs to work on the positioning, needs to work on a lot of things because he has the ability to do it. So I think that's why we're so hard on him. But yeah, I think Benji deserves to be starting. And I think Espinosa has got his starting spot in my eyes back again, even though he hasn't really lost it. <laughs> Abram then asks, would Javo be a better choice for captain? Totally no shade to Yule. I agree, no shade to Yule. Uh, I think it's something to talk about. Jabo is a born leader, I think, just if you ever hear him talk. I love talking to Jabo after the games or just hearing him in the press conference. I just feel like he's so like well-spoken and smart. Just everything he says, I feel like is he's in captivating. When he speaks, people listen. I think you can see it on the field. He works his butt off, too, and he's obviously doing so well. Uh... He's been with the squad for a while too, so maybe after the season. It's just, you also have to think about how that affects the locker room if Yule's stripped of the captaincy, if like he has some friends in there, how that affects everyone. I think they're grown adults and I think they'll be fine with it, but you never know. Jabo might be more suited. PK Sonny asks, how badly would the Quakes lose to the mighty and awesome Tottenham Hotspurs? Uh, all I'm gonna say is the Quakes and Tottenham have the same amount of Premier League trophies and FA Cups, I'm pretty sure. Michael B. Faster has our final question with, with Lopez out for Houston, can the GOAT play a full 90 move and move, or do we move to a back three? I think Tommy can play a full 90, at least a solid 70. Obviously, it's a bit of a, def it's a big defensive drop off from Lopez. I think you just throw Maria to the left side and you put Tommy on the right. Houston's a struggling team. Hopefully, Herrera's over on Paul Marie's side. I think Tommy adds so much to the offense, especially with Espinosa, or even when Cade came in. I think he helps so much on that, and it's really understated. I think what people are also forgetting about is Shea Salinas. I don't think Shea can start. I think he's still coming back from injury, and to play games this quickly and have him start would be foolish. You're just asking him to be gone again. I think Shea can put it in. I don't think we should play him for 30. I think 15 minutes if we're going to play Shea, but that's always an option as well. But um, yeah, I, have, I always got faith in the GOAT. But I need to say one last thing before, now that all the questions are done, we're in the season again. We are, we are, if we win the next game on Sunday versus a struggling Houston, we are three spots off of playoffs. Now that still might sound like a lot. Let me put it into more perspective. If we win the game in versus a struggling Houston, we'll jump over them because they're above us right now. And we're two points, two points off a playoff spot. And then we got half a season to play. We got guys coming back from injury. We're starting to find our, we're real, not even starting. We are finding our groove offensively. We need to start figuring out the defense. We need to stay healthy. We need to just keep the good vibes going. But this could be the changing moment. On, the, on my website, aftershock.club, you can check it out. I update the league table once a week. And within that league table, table, excuse me, I've seen the West in the last two weeks really jump, but every week in the East, because if you play one to two games, the whole table's done. 
The whole table is done. It can change. If we win three to five games in a row, we're going to forget about how bad it, it's going to... It already kind of seems like this, but we're going to forget Matias was here this season. We're going to forget that this was our first road win. We're going to forget so much of this. We're going to be like, oh, man, we're in the playoffs. We're, can we get a third seed? Can we get a fourth? Uh, that might be a little ridiculous, but still. We're going to start going, and we're going to then... I'm sure we'll complain about something else about being here or there, but what a comeback job that would be. So the boys really need to ride this momentum. Whatever was said for the Classico, you're representing San Jose. A lot of you are homegrowns. A lot of you. This is your city. Fight for it. Go for it. Have the momentum. Three to five games. We'll take it one game at a time, but we're playing a struggling team next. Don't take it easy. Keep the momentum. Foot on the gas. Throat on the... Or <laughs> foot on the throat. Whatever the sayings are. Let's get it, boys.